0: Welcome back to the Shabbos Treasure series. I'm Gilah Ross, host of the Power Up podcast, and I'm here together with my co-host,
1: Rabbi Samuel Ross, and we are delighted to be able to share a weekly idea that you can take into your Shabbos and upgrade and beautify immediately. Enjoy. Tonight's a little bit different. (coughs) It might even be a little bit shorter. Tonight, We're going to look at three very short topics Again, we're finishing up our rabbinical uh additions our rabbinical prohibitions of shabbos um maybe you'll have another week or so next week where we maybe we'll look a little bit at kiddush and things like that next week but we've got three short topics to look at which are also things that the rabbis added you know so far we've had things like muxa and what you can and can't ask a gentile to do and um what else do we do under under rabbinical prohibitions anyone else remember and I'm not even testing you. I'm testing myself here. What else do we do under rabbinical prohibitions? Preparing for after. Preparing for That's a good one. Yeah, and, and also the other one about. Uh, awesome. um, yeah, and, and, and walking to places and what, what and what you walk to and uh, what you speak about. Okay, so this week we're going to look at three. I'll tell you what the three basic topics are, and then we'll look through them. One is going to be avoiding distress. Okay, that's going to be a topic. Then we're going to look at weekday activities. And then finally, we're going to look at creative changes. Okay, So those are the three things that we are going to look at. Each one is quite short. So the question that we asked on the group was, under what circumstances can you not play chess on Shabbos? Now, this might be doing you, if we come up with a no, um, this might be doing some of you a big favor. You know, when uh, you know, your kids won't leave you alone and they want to play chess. I mean, some of your kids might be too little and there might be a different game. Um, Maddie, I'm not sure what the equivalent is in your home um, to chess. I don't even play chess anymore, but that's a different story. Um, uh,
0: I've actually, I actually just taught Sadie about a month ago how to play chess.
1: Wow. Okay. And there you go. There, there. I was thinking that our brains are totally saturated with our computer games, but in fact, they can still be trained for chess. That's very impressive, Maddie. Okay.
0: In so- the past, in the past five years since keeping Shabbat, well, four years since keeping Shabbat, our board game cupboard has increased over double.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, we should, we should come to you for recommendations for what for. <laughs> Well, it's the board games, okay?
0: <laughs> Monopoly.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we're going to discuss chess tonight as to whether there are any occasions that perhaps one would not be able to play chess and shuffles. Does that sound normal? Like, why would you possibly not be able to play chess and If You
0: don't have a chess board. <laughs> if you haven't got, is it, it if there's any element of gambling that's involved?
1: Interesting. So that might be an issue as well. I wasn't even thinking about that one with the, our kids. But uh, you never know, you never know. That, 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 that could be one as well. Well, it could possibly be an issue with chess. I'm thinking- Because it
0: could of- be a competition.
1: <clears throat> What's wrong with competition? We could have a chulant or a chala cook-off, bake-off. Well, maybe not a Shabbos, but um, <laughs> um, actually, I am thinking of something that comes to mind. I'm not even going through this, but you, do you remember last week we had the whole discussion about putting sedurim away um, or famoshim away? You know, one kid walks around, picks up all the famoshim. Is, is that preparation? So I wrote on the group that that's not an issue, but there might be an issue <coughs> of something called Bora of sorting. If you had to then sort out the Formation from the Sadorim, et cetera, et cetera. So it is possible in theory if you were sorting out the chess pieces, which again, we'll see in a few weeks' time. But let's try and go through this topic. So we're going to look at the idea of anguish. So Gilla, maybe you want to fill us in how the concept, um, as the rabbis explained what the form of anguish is, on shabbos hit it so we're not
0: allowed to cause anyone anguish or emotional distress on shabbos
1: does that include ourselves might include ourselves
0: yeah are you mean when, when you can I ask you a question when you say anguish you're talking about like competition and like anguish ah oh, is that is that what you mean He's very so. He's so always got the questions. It's uh... he's on it. He's on it. So so I think what he's saying is is Darren. If, if I if I can guess what you're saying is you're suggesting the reason why we may not why a person a circumstance where a person may not be allowed to play chess is that is if someone is extremely competitive, right, and if they if they lose they'll become depressed. Then that is a situation, right? So so that correct person, yeah. Um, I don't think would 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 have that level of of concern, but we're talking about someone who's extremely, <laughs> extremely um, um competitive and would become depressed if they if they lose.
1: Other, i.e., almost anyone's kids. But anyway, let's uh, let's let, we'll come back to that in a minute. But I, if, got... you if you lose it husband, if he loses in a game, but there you go, there you go. <laughs> you will not be allowed to play any games in the Rashabas. Let's get rid of the games, Carmen. But it, <laughs> and, and it's only it's only so much a joke, right? To, so
0: it's OK, because Stephen will just blame it on like, oh, I was letting the kids win. Right.
1: To, to the extent that asked one of the greatest rabbis in the previous generation, <laughs> if it causes distress to, to the loser, you can't uh, you would not be able to play with them. But I've got a question for you, Gilla. you know, maybe we'll even open it up to them. Um, and I know neither of the Richards have really spoken yet. I thought you're not allowed to cause anguish or distress to anybody any day of the week. What do you mean you can't cause anguish or distress on Shabbos? You can't on a Tuesday either. What does this possibly mean?
0: You stumped them.
1: Did I stump you too? I'm stuck. stuck. It's all about the, the intentions underlying it. That yeah, absolutely. You can't you can't intend to harm somebody, but if it's if it's incidental, an incidental outcome to something that is either harmless or, or may even be an objective good, okay, um, perhaps. Yeah, with, for instance, a judge binding in favour of one party and not the interesting. other. Interesting. Interesting. It's an interesting thought. So I'm going to share with you one other practical um, cont- um No, let me give you an example. And the example is as follows. The example is as follows. So um, let me give you an example of an anguish that you'd be allowed to cause during the week. There'll be a myth for the cause during the week. That will be forbidden under this category on Shabbos. Could we think of one, Geller? Is it? Telling your husband off? No. Um, well, it depends <laughs> whether it, it depends whether the wife wants a birthday present or not. But the point Ooh. is, the point is, there is a mitzvah during the week to, um, let's say, to comfort a mourner. It's a mitzvah, you know. It's why it's a mitzvah to comfort a mourner. On Shabbos, under I'm using this as an example for now. We'll, we'll see the concept because it's included under the idea of emotional distress or anguish or whatever it is. It will be the type of mitzvah that under most circumstances we don't do on Shabbos. There are some circumstances if you bumped into them in the street, you couldn't visit them any other time, you know, there's actually, it's actually brought down in the code of Jewish law, there's actually a slightly different expression that we use for a morning when we see them on Shabbos to during the week. So that would be a, a, a classical example, you know, when I ask you what's the difference between uh, anguish during the week which you're also not allowed to do, well there, are, there is some type of anguish which, you know, or let's give another one, like God forbid sharing bad news, uh, we don't. We try, to, when possible, to avoid that on Shabbos. Even though during the week, you know, there might be occasions when one has to share uh, bad news. Uh, we're not just sharing who's got Corona. You know, we're sharing, uh, you know, God forbid, bad news. Um, one or two other examples that would fall under this category um, would be, I mean, actually, this is an interesting one. We know, we know that we pray for people who are sick. You know, we say to heal them or whatever it is. Unless somebody is dangerously, deathly ill, we don't do that on Shabbos. You know, like you go to shuls or yeshivas, <coughs> have like a, a public to heal him just before Shabbos and just after Shabbos. If someone's deathly ill, they might do it on Shabbos as well. But uh, the basic idea is that even something like that, we shy away from a little, a little bit on Shabbos. And again, our other circumstance might be the case of chess. If you go, if you know you're going to cause distress either to yourself or someone else by losing, uh, that would actually be included under this. So category one. maybe you maybe want to sum up what category one is?
0: that we're not allowed to cause anyone anguish or emotional distress on Shabbos.
1: Yeah. Beautifully said. And, the, and again, the cutoff between Shabbos, and all the, the reality of the weekday is that there are some occasions, like visiting, um, I was going to say visiting the sick, but even visiting the sick is actually brought down, again, it's a mitzvah, even on Shabbos to do, but that shouldn't be the only time you're visiting the sick. Because again, there is something of, of that sadness there. <coughs> you know, so sharing bad news or you know, Godspeed, I'm going to visit uh, you know, an oval, a mourner, so these are things which we try um, which we, you know, we really try and keep not for Shabbos, and it could go as far as a game of chess, depending on who the person is, okay. I'm going to jump one category, the other category we said was the creative ones, okay. Now, if you recall, we in our introductory class, we said that um, a theory is that all 39 forbidden types of malachas the work, they're all creative, so we've really seen the concept of creation. Creation is something that we stay away from on Shabbos, because once a week we turn around and say, you know, Hashem, you're the creator. What the rabbis went and did was they said that even when there is no work, melacha involved, there are times when we're not supposed to create something new. They said we shouldn't bring a dramatic, creative change into a substance. Okay, we're going to give you, I think, four examples now. But again, we're not, talking about inner, we're not talking about, I don't know, uh, uh, writing. Now, I asked this question to somebody yesterday, and they said painting. Well, painting is something that's one of the 39 forbidden types of work. That's under, painting is included under um, <coughs> writing, right? We're talking about where there's no, none of the 39 types of work, but there are, um, we came up with four different examples of where it would be, you're changing a, a, a substance. So, Gilla, maybe you want to share some of these examples of changing a creative change to make a new substance.
0: So one of them is you're not allowed to melt. If You, you know, like how you have a fat that when it gets cold, you put it in the fridge and it gets cold and it, and it congeals. So you can't melt it to transform it into a liquid.
1: Again, I want to be clear. And people always ask me this. It's like, so, oh, so how can you go to the Ross's house and there's their warm blondie? and, uh, you know, the, the margarine, the chocolate, that is not a problem for reasons beyond the scope of this, but basically when it's, it's part of a solid, it's part of a food you're allowed to, so you're not doing it for the sake of changing it. Um, however, to just have that felt that, that's not a felt, but um, the congealed fat that's sitting around melting into a dish, that is an issue. So that would be an example, classical example of changing a substance. Another one would be, the class, another classical example, maybe the classical example is ice. You get your ice cube, and we're not talking about putting it in your cup of water to enjoy it, to enjoy your you know your lemonade on the boiling hot Manchester day. What we are discussing is crushing the ice. Does anyone know what happens when you crush ice? Does anyone know what it turns into? Even though it's nine fifteen at night, liquid. Darren, you, you're brilliant. Like I, I don't, I, I I just don't know. So yeah, it turns into a liquid. So that is maybe the classical example where you're creating a new entity. So we've seen the congealed fat into a liquid. We've seen crushing ice into water. Um, Another example, maybe, that's more relevant to a female, perhaps, than a male. Um, Not necessarily. Could be male as well. I don't know if I've ever had this conflict so much, but... uh...
0: So, I mean, perfume. We're not allowed to put perfume onto a garment because it's, it's... Why can't you put...
1: It's, it's, consi- it's considered to be, bringing a, it's the same thing, the Gomorrah says, it's considered to be... So it
0: stays with you.
1: So, but, but it's interesting, you're allowed to put it on your body, but you're not allowed to put it into a garment, it's considered that... It's in your body though, isn't
0: it? Yeah, no, it clings, to, it clings to your clothes, so you whereas
1: look, with okay. your body it stays. Um, so
0: right, I mean, you're allowed to put it on your body even though it might, but you're it. not allowed to spray yeah. it directly onto the, onto the
1: clothes. It's considered that that is a change. And I think the last one is maybe even more uh, relevant to a female than a male. So on
0: Sh- uh, okay, on Yom-tif, you you're allowed on Yomtov you're allowed to make a fire, but you're not allowed to strike a match on Yomtov
1: to make a fire. So I don't, know if, I don't know if you all got that because like it's, it's interesting because even though I grew up you know in a religious home and everything else, I never even would have thought of this. I never would have seen. A match being struck or not being struck. Like uh, I remember learning this many years later, because like you know you come you might come home from shore or whatever it is, and you know you see the, the yomtov candles are lit and they've been lit on yomtov, which is not a problem. Again, there are circumstances you could even like you know you could that uh, you could cook, but then you look at the candles. But the reality is that the lady in the house, it could be the man lighting, but usually it's the lady. She should know that is considered to be the new creation, the new substance when you strike the match. Okay, so we've given you four examples when it's not work-related. The first one was cr- um, crushing ice to water, melting congealed fats to transform into a liquid, infusing a scent into a garment, and striking the match on Yontes. Um, okay, again, this wouldn't apply in Shabbos because you can't light a fire in any of them. Okay, finally, and this one, the truth is this one we did as a case study, um, in my Monday night group, a few um, a few months ago, we looked we looked at during uh, or just after, just towards the end of uh, co- the Corona times, not the Corona times are gone, but uh, we looked at as a case study. I think what we looked at was zo- um, you know, people, the, the Zoom Sudorum, but it was the concept of using Zoom on uh, Shabbos or Yom you know, where the people could use it. For yes, girl, Shabbos meals uh, again. You can't. I remember the, the the case study we used was the Seder, but it doesn't matter. So we discovered at that time that there are a whole bunch of different issues involved potentially with using Zoom. So it's not the point of, uh, you know, to say, oh, this is the only reason not to use it. And again, there there were, again, hopefully we're past that point but um, in terms of the Zoom world, in terms of that type of Corona world. But the reality is there might be occasions where it might have been allowed anyway. if God spits a a parent or a grandparent or whatever it was, would have had a mental illness. Again, you had to ask a rabbi, a, a doctor, whatever it was under the circumstances. So without getting into that exact circumstance, this is where it sort of came up. There is a, um, a rabbinic decree that we don't use, we don't, uh, an activity that closely resembles a type of thing we would do on a weekday, which involves a malacha. So we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't use that item. Let me rephrase that. Let me try and explain that. If you've got an item, you know, let's use an example. So I think an example will bring it to life. Let's use an example of a greater. you know, maybe explain how, the grater works in this context
0: you mean something that you use for food to make it into the little bits
1: yes that so you've got your you've got your cheese grater <laughs> or whatever it is so but a great it's true that you're allowed to chop up or crush little bits of food on shabbos for your salad or whatever it is however you're not allowed to use a grater because a grater is usually associated with a forbidden type of work usually you're doing things with a grater that you can't do on shabbos so, so the concept is that again, you 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 might be allowed to cut up your cheese or cut up your vegetables, but you can't use a grater because something that is usually used for a forbidden type of work, you wouldn't use on Shabbos, even for something that you're allowed to use. Darren is the, is, is the concept clear? I, 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 this is hard enough you know, to explain over Zoom. Hard to explain in person.
0: Yeah, it, 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 make, it does make sense, yeah.
1: OK, so we've given one example, the example of the grater. Because a grater is usually associated with a type of work. Um, again, you could use it for food, but you could use it for, for It's usually not used for um, permissible use. Um, let's give you another example, another classical example.
0: A hairbrush. So on, on Shabbos, the, the problem with a hairbrush um, um, ordinarily is if, it, if it's going to pull out hairs, you know, the one, one of the malachas that we're going to cover is you're not allowed to pull out hairs from a live human being.
1: So. Love it, Darren.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know there are some that don't have to be overly concerned with that particular. Um, what do you think of
1: was- a brush?
0: Sorry? Yeah. What do
1: you think of Brush. <laughs>
0: right. Um, it's all right. For those of us that do have to be concerned about having um um to you know not not pull out hairs, then um so what what happens if you have a brush that you that's a soft brush that's not going to pull out hairs? And there are there are specific brushes out there on the market that you can buy that are um that you know are not going to pull out uh, um are not going to pull out hairs.
1: Like so, you've experimented with them. Let, let's say you've experimented that you know. This soft brush will not pull out your hair.
0: Yeah. So, 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 what you should do in that, in that, in, in those circumstances, is you should have a specific one for shampoos. You should designate a, sh- a shampoos one, even though you know that there's one that's, um, um, that's good. But it, you should still have a shampoos brush. Because,
1: because it, again, is, it's it
0: designated u- for shambles. A
1: brush is usually usually pulls out hairs. So even though this one might not, but the concept of it, uh, the idea in it, usually pulls out a hair. And the, other, and the again, the third example will be the computer. Um, so let, even, you know, even if you wanted to get rid of all of the other halakhic issues with Zoom, um, and there are a bunch of others, there's electricity issues, there's um, potential writing issues, but let's say there were no other issues. Nevertheless, the computer itself would be under this category. You, computer is moksa. So, you know, it's something that's not used for work or whatever it's used for. Um, okay, so again, let, let, let's just quickly do a summary on the three things that we've seen tonight. It's a little bit short tonight, which is fine, um, but um, we've seen three things. The first, um, again, these are three rabbinic prohibitions. The first one that we saw tonight was the anguish, the distress, okay? So we saw that on Shabbos, even the types of distresses which you're allowed to cause during the week, which, you know, to, to visit, to comfort a mourner, to share bad news when necessary, etc., etc., to beat. Your kids or your spouse in a game of chess. The yeah. big mitzvah of beating your, kid, your 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 spouse in the game of chess.
0: I'm glad to clarify that. You've
1: got to be very careful <laughs> about doing that on Shabbos. Um, the the second category that we saw tonight was of
0: of not doing creative acts. Right. So so. Um, do something that's going to create something new or bring about a big change, like a, a, a dramatic change in, in an item, for example, crushing ice into water or melting, you know, um, congealed fats into liquids, stuff like that.
1: Okay, great. And the third category was this, what's in Hebrew is called Uvden dechol, which means using a, a, a an apparatus that you usually would use for a forbidden type of work, And even if you use that now for a non-forbidden type of work, so we we don't use that. The example of the the hairbrush, usually pulls out hair, or the example of the the computer, or the example of the grater. Even though you're now using it for something you can use it for, but because it's usually a forbidden type of work, we stay away from it. So those are the three things we've seen tonight. We're going to have one more week, I think, next week on the last bit of wrapping up the rabbinic ideas. And we'll have a bit of a look perhaps at Kiddush and Havdalah. And then we're going to move into um, uh, um the, the, the actual types of labour itself. Other than that, it's been wonderful getting a chance to see your faces again. And please,
0: can I ask you a, quick, a very quick question? Please. Very yeah. quick. If taking the hairbrush example, if yeah. you use your Shabbos brush yeah. and you
1: really carefully brush your hair yeah. and then you suddenly realise you pulled out three strands of hair, are yeah. you supposed to say like a special
0: counteractive
1: bracha or something so that's so 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 that's a great so that's a great question so what darren is asking is um let's sort of go with his example his example is you did what you could before shabbos um it wasn't like a mistake so as to speak you had no clue what you're doing you Mm -hmm. used a type of brush which was okay and now it happened to pull out a hair or whatever the equivalent example is so the answer in that circumstance is is you're not accountable answer the answer is that when you take precautions you do due diligence and you don't have to expect something there's a lot of halakha written about it Uh, um on the one hand there's something called ratio. when you the example that Gemara gives is when you cut off a chicken cut off a chicken's head you know it's going to fall off it it will happen but then there's something which you call domesh animus kaven something that um you know is not supposed to happen so that's permissible you don't have to you don't have to stress about the one you have to become like you know uh, you know, ODD or something like that, whatever it is, whatever it is about it, you know, you uh, you took your precautions and uh, you don't have to worry about it. And the, 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 the concept I've just taught you is very, very wide ranging. We might see it as we go through. There are many occasions. Again, Stephen last brought up an example of a motor, but there are times when, let's say, you're opening a fridge. I'm not discussing the light right now, but let's say, I and mean, maybe a fridge is a bad example, but let's say down the road, perhaps, um, you know, something will or won't be activated. Okay, but right now, I, it's not definitely going to happen. It's not for sure going to happen. But like the concept that I've just given you is very, very wide ranging. So, no, Darren, you don't, you don't have to worry about it. If it's okay. On purpose, and they violate Shabbos, that's a different discussion in terms of, you know, once they get to the point of, of, of wanting to move on to the next step in, ter- in terms of what to do. I, I once asked a very great Torah scholar about that but, that, but that's a different question to the one that you just asked. Um, you can only do what you can and uh, terror wasn't given to angels.
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen. I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can get in touch with me. I'm on Instagram at it's Gila Ross, and please take a moment to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out. Thank you for your time and have a wonderful day.